0: Hello, and welcome to Talking Cock, the Rodcast, or as someone said I should call it, I've forgotten your name, someone on Twitter said I should call it Talking Cock, the Rodmast. Maybe it should be Cocking Cock, the Rodmast, to really get as many cocks in there as possible, which is all I'm trying to do here uh, for your delectation, uh, is get cocks uh, into your ears. If my cock can get into a 100,000 ears, I would be—I would die a happy man. So uh, its I'm a little bit ill. I've been on tour, uh, of course. This is partly what I'm publicising here. Uh, I've had a lovely little run up in the north at uh, Newcastle, Chorley, Pocklington, York, Leeds and Harrigan. That's the north of England. I'm going further north than that to Scotland uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, thanks if you came to those gigs. They were pretty well attended and a couple of them sold out and... Um, couple of them like 400 or so or more so Leeds City Varieties is the one to be I think had about 450 people in there maybe it's slightly less than that but that's the uh, highest audience this show has ever performed to and it, I'm delighted you know I've been touring for 12 years uh, on my own and even before when we toured with Stu we never really got massive audiences hardly ever so uh, to be building up from the tiny audience that I had 12 years ago uh, to audiences of that size is uh, very emotionally flattering for me, uh, and uh, I enjoy it. So it's been fun, but I have got ill. Uh, I got a cold or something up in Leeds. It was pretty cold up there in the north of England, uh, and uh, then I've had a couple of days off, and it's you know that's allowed my body to get ill. So I do apologise if I'm a little bit uh, off form today. Um, yeah, I'll be mainly reading stuff out, so it should be all right. But we will see. Uh, and today's podcast is all about penis injuries injuries to the penis something that's happened uh, on my website uh, survey which you can go and fill in at richardherring.com there's one a male questionnaire, a female questionnaire you're just on if you go to the website and look at the left hand side you'll see the links richardherring.com uh and your answer might appear in the touring show it might more likely it might appear in the podcast remember you can email me your stories to herring 1967 at google if you want to uh have your name attached, and you can also, client, you can email me and ask me not to mention your name. Getting a few emails through, not very many, uh, but plenty of people on the uh, on the questionnaire. But about one in five, twenty-one percent of men, I think, admit to having a penile injury of some kind. Uh, lots of terrible things have happened. I'll, I'll read you some of the uh, answers that haven't made it to the show and there's a lot of them um, and uh, I should say actually that um, this particular section of the show where I discuss um, mainly discuss friendly brevet which is getting the banjo the banjo string at the top of your penis snapped which happens an awful lot more than I think people realise it's the little bit of skin that connects the shaft to the head uh, banjo string is probably the best way of, of looking out for it if you haven't noticed it before Flip your penis over, have a look at the other sides, or, or side, or get to uh, if you're a female, find a man and ask him to show you show you his penis, and you will spot it. It's a little that breaks quite easily and creates a lot of blood. <coughs> Excuse me, but yes, this has uh, two notable times. Men have fainted. I think a few men have found woozy at, at these stories. So if you're of a sensitive disposition, maybe wait till next week's show, uh, next week's podcast, next week's Rod Mast. Um, and uh, one notably, the first one was in Brighton, and when I first toured the show in two thousand uh, and three, uh, maybe, and I got to this part of the show and I saw uh, the man in the second row who was sitting at the end of his row fall off of his seat. It was just this dark, shadowy figure I saw fall into the into the raked uh, area, uh, the seating onto the steps, basically. So I thought he died, uh, and we stopped the show, and he turned out to be okay. But funny enough, that guy, when I was on holiday in uh, tr- tobago he was getting married in trinidad a few years later after this incident he invited he found out i was nearby and invited me to his wedding so i ended up going to his wedding i think that should be if anyone faints during the live show i think i should make that part of the service if you generally faint not if you're pretending to faint for this to happen but if you faint during this part of the talking cock show i guarantee wherever you get married in the world i will come along if you invite me uh, i will come along to your wedding so uh That's a little rich, Herring guarantee there. So, yeah, I ended up going to uh, a wedding in Trinidad as a result of that. And then uh, one of the previews for uh, Talking Cock in 2012, uh, another man really, I mean, he sort of, I saw him, I kind of guess I was aware, you know, ready for this uh, now, having seen it before, but I saw him sort of spinning around in his seat before he then went down. And, uh, you know, that one looked really serious for a bit. But they took him outside and and he recovered with some fresh air. Some people don't... I mean, I don't like stories about blood and stuff. I don't... I can't... I, if I'm watching films where anything happens, I'm very uh, queasy and uh, hide away very quickly. <coughs> so I do understand it, but none of these seem to worry me too much. But, uh, yes, anyway, the penile injuries, I'll take you through a few of them. This might take a little while. There's quite a lot of good ones i found. found. Um, I mean, quite a lot of guys... I mean, obviously, this ripping of the friendly limb, which we might have a couple of stories about, happens quite often. Um, and... Uh, also, a lot of people get caught up in zips, what Dave Gorman likes to call the penis flytrap. Uh, and I've noticed quite a few today of people being hit, which I had before, quite a lot of people being hit by balls uh, in the cock. And I don't mean their own balls, I mean like footballs or tennis balls, and that can make your penis, if you get a direct hit at enough speed, that can make your penis swell up to the size of a peach if you're lucky. Um, anyway, I'll just read a few of the uh, the answers what penile injuries men have had from the website I took Viagra whilst drunk attempted to trim and shave. snicked penis with the razor and bled like a bastard for hours Which is probably if you're going to do those two operations if you're going to shave your penis uh, hair your pubic hair <laughs> And your penis hair, there's hairs on many men's penises. Uh, or if you're, go- and you're going to take Viagra, do it the other way around shave first, then take the Viagra. Uh, it's a little tip if you uh, if you feel your penis doesn't look big enough, then you can shave off your pubic hair and it will appear bigger if that worry- you, worries you. Because obviously, often with a big bush, a 1970s bush of pubic hair, which I think most men still have, although we are being uh, encouraged to shave these days, uh, uh you know, that can actually your little tiny. Todger in there can get hidden in the bushes. You take the bushes away, everything's good. But don't be on Viagra at the time or have an erection at the time. Excuse me, I just have to blow my nose. My uh, desk is strewn with tissues. And it, this time it's because I've got a A um, Couple of uh, related ones now. A bee stung my helmet while I was masturbating to early internet porn. I don't know if the fact that it's the early internet porn makes any difference. Interestingly, this didn't really hurt. I suspect the bee suffered significant back pressure whilst trying to eject its venomous payload. The bee had landed under the table at which I was sat and basically mistook mistook the wanking cock as some kind of threat. He got right on the end and was stabbing away with his little sting. He left the sting behind and it was throbbing away, but there was no pain. So there you go. Uh, Your penis can become impervious to pain at that stage. Uh, another similar story. was stung on the balls by a wasp when I was been wanked off as a 15-year-old. How she never noticed, I don't know, but one of the most embarrassing episodes of my life, having go back to her place, tell her mother it happened as I was taking a pee in the bushes. Lie. And a long ride to casualty. My parents were out at the time, so I had to get medical assistance somehow. Yeah, you just wanted to show your girlfriend's mum your todger. So beware, beware of our little stripey friends with stings. They can come and get you, uh... Here are some others. Early days, young and experimental, I tied a rubber band around it, a really thick and small rubber band. I doubled up and squeezed my cock and balls through it. After a matter of seconds, the tingling sensation increased until it was pain. My cock went a strange and terrible blue colour. I tried frantically to take the rubber band off, but I didn't have the fingernails to get under the band. My purple cock went cold as my balls also changed colour. The pain was excruciating. I ended up finding a pair of nail scissors and cutting the band, stabbing my ball sack in the process. The pain from the release was so much, I wanted to put the rubber band back back on. Thankfully, the bleeding stopped fairly quickly. So, uh, I think that'll be a warning to you uh, about what you put around your cock. Make sure it's not too tight. Uh, I was kicked in the metis by my two-year-old daughter last year. uh, The metis, of course, is the... Herring's Eye, as I like to call it. Uh, it's got other more racist names from 1970s school children who called it the Japs Eye. and I would, do not approve of that as a description. Uh, it's the little hole in the end of your penis. Uh, it stung so bad I could only pee in the bath. Uh, about the age of 19, I was. this is the same guy actually, I was waiting in a fish and chip shop for an order to arrive. and uncle once told me about the joys of cock rings and special spray you could buy to keep your willy up longer, pre-Viagra. I have no idea why he was telling me this, but I went home that night, pulled out my can of Lynx Oriental, and liberally applied it to, to my Todge. It stung like fuck for one and a half hours, even whilst applying cold water. So, again, just don't put uh, chemicals on your penis. Um, make sure your Willy spray is the approved one from a proper sex shop when I was 12 I attempted to close the cutlery drawer beneath the breadboard and work top with the thrust of my hips my hands were full with breakfast unfortunately as I was in my pyjamas I chucked the end of my penis in the drawer there's another one like that uh, that I read about someone chapping, accidentally closing a drawer with their thighs and that's a danger watch out they are dangly these little penises I badly tore my foreskin during sex and had to have a circumcision that was a bad week just like the brevity of that one Uh, This one's not so much about uh, the penis, but it's still quite interesting. I was playing Peter Pan in a shit touring production during my 20s and fell off a wooden box, breaking my fall by cracking my nads in the corner of another box. Later, during the same run, Captain Hook smashed my front teeth in with his real steel hook after he got snagged on my clothes and then hit me in the mouth. I spat blood and teeth onto the front row of schoolchildren and I gave a gap-toothed victory smile, all for equity minimum so if Peter Pan gets hit in the balls he could be the boy who never grows up really so at least sings in the choir a nice contralto is that the word yes when I first met my partner she was wanking me off but didn't really know how to do it I didn't really want to say anything but eventually had to get her off it because she'd rubbed away the top layer of skin it was painful for about a week and I had to apply Vaseline to walk around whilst wincing again a lot of teenage stories of boys wanking their penises into blistered states So there are some unpleasant stories here but I think we've all been there with a someone we care for who doesn't necessarily know quite what they're doing. But this is why we communicate. We talk, uh, advise, demonstrate. If necessary, I used bazooka gel on my penis to try and remove some prominent follicles. It was both ineffective and disquieting. Don't do that. There, are, your penis is meant to have little bumps on it up to an extent. That's hair follicles. If you have anything that doesn't look like a hair follicle, then please go to a doctor do not attempt to uh, self-administer these things. Uh, They can freeze off warts. Uh, It's best that you don't try to do anything. Uh, I once tried wanking inside a toberone packet, the small one obviously, and the combination of rough cardboard and sensitive skin was like a cheese grater. The sight of beads of blood welling up from my helmet was quite alive. I just love the fact there's the toberone packet. Triangular. Uh, I I also burnt my cock... Sorry, someone else. I burnt my cock accidentally with Sillit Bang. Oh! We used to live in... This is such a horrible story. We used to... I I don't say... I don't judge with these stories, but this one is terrible. We used to live in a house with a downstairs toilet and I couldn't be bothered to get out of bed to use the loo. I bought a plastic piss bottle with a lid so I could relieve myself in the bedroom and empty it in the morning. Not, like, slopping out in prison. I I understand the impetus for this and we've all been there, but... uh, Unbeknownst me, my partner left left the bottle to soak in Silit Bang as it begun to smell. What a surprise! I mean, this is the terrible thing. This guy had a partner. This wasn't just like a bloke who was living on his own, thinking I can wee in a bottle and then get rid of it. This was someone presumably sleeping next to someone. One night after the pub, I took my bottle upstairs and used it in the middle of the night. The next morning, my cock was bright red and sang like fuck for weeks. My cock felt really sore. My japs eye I don't approve of that word was so hot it felt like I was pissing fire. It was only after several trips to the doctors and a referral to the SDD clinic that my partner realised it was the powerful bleach that had corroded my cock piece. Please be careful out there with your penises. I was shagging a bird from behind in December 2011. I love the, I love the detail. A uh, knob slid out and bent backwards on her arse cheek. Nearly snapped. I had no feeling my helmet for three weeks. I was shitting myself. Uh, this can happen. You can, you can almost break your penis and you can you know with an erect penis if it's really pushed it's um, you can get into trouble um, so do take care I'm sure again that's some somewhere we've, we've nearly always been not necessarily in December 2011 I'd like more precise details if possible if you're listening when I was 15 I made a vagina out of wet toilet paper <laughs> Put it in between the mattress and the base of the bed. That is one of the most common uh, places where people put their penis for fun. In my list of ways people put their pe- penis for fun. That's just unbelievable that anyone would do that. But at least he put a vagina made out of wet toilet paper in between. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, uh, then I went to town on it. It's come to something when you've got to fuck the bed. Yes, it has. The frenzied ending chaffed the top side of my bell end. Just uh, I never did it like that again. Well, I'm glad to hear When I was a kid, I hooked my mother's electric slimming machine to my cock. At first it felt great, like vibrations from the inside. Then something went wrong and the machine surged and sent a painful zap of electricity through my dick, burning the side of my cock. The skin there looks slightly discoloured to this day. When I was 14, I set my pubes alight at a friend's house because I was bored and wanted attention. It burnt the base of my knob and hurt for several weeks. It was an effective lesson in not behaving like an attention-seeking jackass. Yes. I was in Lesotho, is that how you say that? Lesotho? Lesotho. Visiting a friend when I was 14 and I got a massive spot on the side of my cock about the size of a minstrel. Then in brackets it says sweet, which I'm glad that that's there because I was assuming it was the size of a medieval musician rather than you say a size of a human being. I was a bit shy to tell anyone but but was getting worried then it burst. I was scared it was a tropical willy disease. Well it might have been. You should go to a doctor if you get Anything the size of a minstrel, anywhere on your body, and it's not a minstrel, go to the doctors. It might just be a minstrel, but the, you have to remember, minstrels don't melt in the hands, so it's unlikely it would melt and get stuck to you. So if it's a minstrel-shaped thing, please get that checked out by a doctor, and it might still be a tropic. even Just because it's burst doesn't mean as the, the issue has gone away. When I was young, I impaled it on a kebab skewer. Now, this story is almost beyond the realms of, of belief, but I think it may be true. I was with four friends who put our pricks on the table and splayed them out like fingers on a hand. <laughs> Whilst our sixth and more sensible friend quickly tried to bang between the fingers with a skewer. Uh, a la, the, it alien that. Everything was fine until he closed his eyes and the next I knew my cock was pinned to the table. Why would you do that? Why would you allow that to happen? What were you thinking? Why? I burnt it with a fag end. I was smoking on the toilet and flicked the butt in the toilet between my legs, but it hit my ball sack and bounced onto my cock, burning end first, leaving a very neat burn on my shaft. It was really painful for about a day, and for another few days after the mild pain made wanking even better. (laughs) Some of these things chill me to the bone. Um... Well, you know, if you're into that, that's fine. I mean, there are men who obviously have... Uh, There's those men who got into trouble for nailing their penises to pieces of wood and they were doing it and they wanted to do it and they still were prosecuted, which seemed unfair. So if you enjoy having your penis mildly hurt, then that's up to you. Uh, self-inflicted. I paid an aid to get my cock pierced. Seemed like a good idea at the time. It's all healed now. But back then, it made for the most interesting drive home ever. Bloody road bumps and potholes. Uh, yeah, so if you're going to have your penis... Uh, if you're going to get have a Prince Albert put in or... Or one of the other various penile piercings. Then probably uh, I don't know, walk home. I don't know what the best thing to do would be. Uh, BMX accident when younger. A lot of bicycle adverts. I was about uh, bicycle accidents. I was about six years old and rode over a makeshift jump. As I landed, I realised there wasn't enough room to stop, so I went straight into the back of my dad's car. My penis took the full force of the collision as my crotch hit the handlebars. After a few days in hospital, it ended up with a circumcision. Maybe I actually lost half an inch. It could have made all the difference. I'm not sure your foreskin really adds to the length of your penis uh, once erect. Shouldn't do anyway. Um, okay, this is quite a long story. I'll do a couple more. Uh, there's a couple more emails. Uh, then we'll move on to something else. I hope you're enjoying this exc- excruciating journey into penile injuries. In a very early relationship, I went with my girlfriend to what seemed like a rather flashy sit-down dinner party. All had gone well and a room was sparkling chat. I felt I'd played my part and the whole company were feeling very grown up. This was the moment when the hostess accidentally tipped the whole of a freshly poured pot of co- pot of coffee over my crotch. Let the world know that the correct course of action at this point is to remove your trousers immediately, no matter how august the company. This I did not do. A few seconds later, having retired to a private area, I watched the blushing flesh beginning to bubble on my leg, my testicle on one side of my lower part of my penis. Calling through the door, I told my girlfriend to call my mum. Not your notice an ambulance. Still, I didn't want to alarm the hostess. When mum shortly arrived, as myself and my girlfriend hobbled to the car, I said, Sotto voce, take me to a hospital. Nonsense, said my mother. She had her own medical treatment in mind. A short while later, as I sat in a cold bath, my mother examined the increasingly alien landscape of my nether regions. Before surprising me, she called in my girlfriend. Take a look at this and see what you think, said Mum. I know you've seen it all before. Let me tell you, I didn't consider that accurate. What that young lady had seen previously was deep in shadow in a darkened room under cover. It's hard to know what my mum thought she had seen and why. The unrelated entity she had now beheld in the bathroom that day can only have seemed both alarming and shrivelled. An unusual combo. Before she entered, I thought I couldn't possibly feel more pain. I was wrong. However, she did convince my mother that hospital was required. It took about six weeks to walk normally again, ten for a full recovery. During that time, I I delighted telling younger urchins at school who inquired, why are you limping? Because I burnt my willy. Beautiful stuff. Um, So... (laughs) Those, uh, those are all little secret bits from the uh, from the survey that have not ever been read out before. Uh, in fact, only just discovered by me this morning. Um, I'm going to read you a couple of uh, other penis-related emails I've got. Um, this one's from a guy called Paul. I won't give his full name just in case he doesn't want to. Uh, when I was about 10, I was enrolled in a local primary school in Teesside at morning break time or playtime as we laughingly referred to it as young people. I was busy playing British Bulldog or some other innocent schoolyard jape now banned by left-wing councils in the name of political greatness. Getting a lot of targets in here. When the bell rang, I realised I needed to mixturate, which of course means urate. I I congratulate you, Paul, on the name use of that word. It's one of my favourite words. What to do? I was a bit of SWAT and a teacher's pet and couldn't face being late for class, but the potential stigma of pissing myself in class overcame me and I hurriedly ran to it. Avail myself of the facilities. Forgoing washing my hands, I turned to run to the class while simultaneously zipping up my fly. With horror, I realised, due to the agonising pain, that a substantial portion of my foreskin was now trapped in my fly. I tried to unzip it and discovered that, was, that it was stuck fast and that the pain was increased by touching any part of my trouser. I resolved to endure the pain till the end of the day and reveal my shame and distrust only to my mother. Okay. at the end of the school, having endured greater pain throughout the day than Prometheus's eternity of suffering, I do know I'm enjoying the uh, flowery language of this uh, particular email I saw my grandfather waiting at the school gates it was Wednesday, ordinarily my favourite day of the week the day my paternal grandparents picked me up at school and fed me food, sweets, cakes and lashings of dandelion and burdock and when I at home my granddad would give me £10 pocket money now however I could only see the whole evening of trying to bear the agony until I returned to the non-judgmental love of my mother I managed to endure until about 7.30. Unable to tolerate the agonising rending of my foreskin by my unforgiving trouser, I tearfully revealed the situation to my grandfather. There ensued a reenactment of the scene from airplane where all passengers are queuing up to slap this apple passenger back to rationality as various relatives tried to free my poor member from its stygian torment. Eventually, once it was ascertained that no one was able to release my old fellow, I was sent off to the local AE transport duties fell to my uncle Ken. The doctor quickly cut my trouser legs open and turned my trouser inside out and then produced a syringe so large it looked like one of the joke ones you would occasionally see on Russ Abbott or the Kenny Everett show. Without so much of a buy your leave the syringe was stuck into my left bollock. Uncle Ken turned white and went down like he'd been shot. Once the anaesthetic took effect, it was straightforward task to, to unzip my fly and I was sent home. Since that day, I've always taken the utmost care when using the urinal. <clears throat> so there's a lesson there for you um, don't rush these things but uh, that is a very common tale beautifully told Paul so thank you for that not sure about the left wing uh, criticisms uh, but yeah British Bulldog should never have been banned if it genuinely was it was harmless dangerous fun uh, and this is from David in Glasgow uh, I've been really enjoying the Talking Up podcast oh don't say that look forward to seeing you in Glasgow oh don't give an advert for the Blasco gig Coming up Selling very well You want to get your tickets soon uh, I'll go through all the gigs uh, At the end of the podcast So you can turn off If you don't want to Find out where I am uh, I wanted to share the experience I had a few years ago With my father With my father, When I found a small Cheapo scalpel set In the drawers Of my dad's bathroom It's a scalpel When I asked What they were for He replied It was in case He ever got caught caught in his in his fly again, saying that instead of trying to free the attached flesh by pulling it back out of the fly, he would simply cut off a small piece of foreskin using the scalpel. Naturally, I was too horrified by this notion to question the impracticality of this, notably the fact that his method would probably be more time-consuming and painful than the normal procedure. Of course, he had pondered the fact that his penis would be left with a small cut out of it, a la pattern of a Greek mosaic vase or vase, if we're English. Thankfully, my father was dissuaded from using this method before the crisis arose, but this doesn't hamper the fact that my dad is a fucking idiot. (laughs) I would concur with you on that one. I've been been pretty lucky regarding penile injuries, I think. Um, Although, if you're aware of my wife, the uh, comedian Katie Wilkins, she does a very funny routine uh, about having a tooth that uh, stuck inwards a little bit, which uh, snagged a little during fellatio. uh, and having go to the dentist to have it filed down, um, uh, and uh, check it out. I'm sure it's online somewhere. I'll go and see her perform stand up. She's very very funny. Uh, but I can I can attest that that is true. And when we started our relationship, um, that was a slight issue. Um, but you know the track mark down my penis became something that I was quite affectionate about. i kind of miss it now that she has indeed had her tooth filed. And, of course, we're married and so thus never have oral sex anymore. She hates me when I joke about those kind of things. That is just a joke. We have loads of oral sex. All the time. Oh, I can't win, can I? What can I do? I just literally can't win. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, we'll move on. Uh, I'll, I'll just. Uh, there's a couple of things from the book I thought were worth um, reading out, I thought. Um, well, this is quite interesting. These are ones of... Uh, uh, bravado leads losing to leading to cock injury i was riding the back of a shopping cart down a hill when i hit a bump and was thrown into the air i landed on the handle of the cart and it hurt my meat puppet the next day as i woke up it was totally black purple all over and i freaked out ah i was sure it was going to fall off but the doc assured me i'd merely broken a blood vessel and the color would go away in about a month they did with no loss of function no loss occurred so that's that's a relief I was sledging as a kid and I came down to the bottom of the slope. I hit a brick-lined path under the snow. The sled stopped dead. I did not. I was lying face down and bounced along the surface of the ground like a stone being skimmed across a lake. Of course, my friend thought this was funny. So did I until I went to the toilet and the salty flow of urine got into the wound. My God, I know I knew about it for the next week. To this day, I have a little piece of scar tissue around the end of my cock. Um, now this is quite an interesting uh, entry. I don't know what happened, but I have a little scar along the underside of my penis most of the length it happened possibly as a baby because I've always had it and you'd think I'd remember any injury I think what this might be referred to as a normal feature of all penises is a dark line which stretches all along the underside of the penis and the scrotum uh, it's informed in fact when the wound, in the womb when our sex is determined and our penis is fused together rather than turning into uh, you know, clitoris, vagina whatever happens there so that's that long uh, I'm now looking at my own one I'm in my uh, dressing gown for the piece of information you need to hear uh, it is there, that's fine it's normal. Uh, I've touched my cock during a podcast. How are you happy? That's too long into the podcast to go back and edit that out. Um, but uh, I also want to talk about uh, John Wayne Bobbit, I guess, and, and well, I'm going to talk about kind of female aggravation towards uh, the, male, the male member, and more of an attack. Um. Oh, well now, before I do that, I'll give this as quite an... I just spotted this in the book. For any of you unlucky enough to become detached from your penis, either by accident or design, design, I include this excellent advice from Dorothy Baldwin in her book, Understanding Male Sexual Health. If the penis is accidentally amputated, stay alert. Wrap it in a bag to prevent freezer burn and place it in the fridge. Total replant surgery is possible by highly skilled microsurgeons. The time lapse between injury and reattachment should be less than six hours. So that's what to do if you ever find yourself in the situation where your penis has been cut off. This is a bit from the book about John Wayne Bobbitt, which I think is an interesting subject because you know, I don't know it's sort of seen as a joke. John Wayne Bobbitt, it's obviously happened uh, twenty years ago now, um, but uh, he was the man. If you don't know, who had his penis uh, cut off by his wife? Like, I'll read from the book. In modern times, when we talk about dismemberment, most of us will think of the same name, John Wayne Bobbitt. On the night of the 23rd of June 1993, this thoroughly unpleasant man got drunk, allegedly forced his wife Lorena to have sex with him and then fell asleep. Lorena took a spectacular revenge by cutting off her husband's penis with an 8-inch carving knife, driving off with it in a car and then throwing it out the window of the moving vehicle. Luckily for John, the penis was found on the kerb and reattached by Dr David Berman using microsurgery. Berman never got paid as Bobbitt wasn't insured and was declared bankrupt. But as the doctor quips on his website, I guess you could call it pro bono work... He needn't have worried the resulting publicity has seen this plastic surgery practice boom. People tend to figure that if he can reattach penis, then their breasts will be in safe hands. The reaction of the story was incredible. Few people seemed genuinely appalled by the allegations of sexual assault or the rather brutal revenge both bobbits were acquitted for their misdemeanours. Lorena by reason of insanity though some might argue she finally acted with supreme clarity after years of mistreatment mostly it was treated as a comedic event nor was it an entirely negative experience for either of them Lorena became a hero to many women the castration of her husband served as a symbolic well it's not quite castration is it the penis taking off of her husband served as symbolic dismemberment for all men who had been abused or even annoyed by uh, who had abused or even annoyed women John bizarrely became a celebrity. Everyone wanted to see his reattached penis and so to find out if it still functioned. Something he was able to demonstrate in porn films such as John Wayne Bobbitt Uncut. Very good. His self styled Franken penis was a celebrity, and because he couldn't have the penis without John, however hard Narayna had tried to prove otherwise, he became a celebrity too. More recently, possibly predictably, Bobbitt was imprisoned for beating up his second wife. Does that man never learn? Doesn't he remember what happened the last time he did that? Uh, it goes to show that possibly Capital and it's violent punishment is not uh, the right way for a crime. If a man can have his penis cut and still not learn from that then I don't, I think well, maybe they're beyond help. Maybe we need to look at other ways of punishing people. Lorraine's only real mistake is she threw the penis out of the car in a place where it could easily be found, Convenient beside a 7-Eleven convenience store. She should have taken a leaf out of the book of the wife of Lin Young Yuck Sang, who when she found out her penis had been cheating on her, cut off his penis with a pair of scissors and flushed it down the toilet. There's no way the police were going to bother to search for that. Imagine them wading up to their waist in sewage in the dark. I found it! Oh no, another false alarm. So why are ser- ser- stories of sexual cas- catos- catastrophe so amusing to us? In Bobbit's case, there's a genuine feeling he'd done something to deserve his punishment, yet most of us still laugh at men whose penises bleed during consensual sex and who've done nothing wrong. Why is that funny? A torn vagina wouldn't be a cause of merriment. What is the difference here? It's kind of interesting. I think there's a. I think it's. I do discuss this a bit in the show, so I won't go on too far about it. But I think it. Uh, it's obviously due to do with power and the fact that men are match deserve to be taken down a peg or two. But uh, and Lorraine and Bobbit, Lorraine Bobbit epitomises the victim triumphing over the bully. We can celebrate that, perhaps choosing to ignore the reality of the violent way she chose to express her anger. Uh, but it's interesting that we do still find uh, cutting off a penis amusing. Here are some other. Stories of uh, peanut, of uh, women taking revenge on men or men having their penises taken off. In March 2002, a Ugandan woman bit off her husband's penis and testicles during a row. According to Anova, but that dates it, uh, she's alleged to have overpowered her husband d- during a two-hour two-hour argument. I might be wrong, but I think she overpowered her husband at the end of a two-hour two hour argument. I'm guessing that once he'd lost his meat and two veg, he probably wasn't that bothered about carrying on the discussion. Look, I've told you, I've put the shelves up in a minute no I think he said ok you're right please spit out those and get me to a hospital the one occasion when a man wouldn't want his partner to swallow in 2012 January 2012 in Brazil uh, Ana Alves de Silva cut off her husband's party manhood when he was came home late from a party sorry I'm just a bit ill I'm not reading very well perhaps a tad of an overreaction but it's one way to teach a man about the value of good timekeeping she said she did it because she was sick and tired of her husband's drinking and affairs and his visiting prostitutes well she hasn't stopped in drinking in Christmas 2000, a Malaysian woman bit her husband's cock because he'd brew as droop and couldn't satisfy her. He came back after a Christmas party, started having sex with his wife, but the booze took its toll. She bit his penis in temper. If there's one thing guaranteed to stop your partner getting an erection, it is to read him that story before you get down to it. Oh, he'll really want to, but he won't be able to. In April 2002 in Romania, a couple ended up in hospital having discovered oral sex and cooking don't mix. The woman was giving the man oral sex when he made pancakes what you have to do to persuade a man to cook, eh, girls? But he spilt hot oil on her back, which caused her to bite down on him. Too many cocks spoil the pancakes. If it's any consolation, fellas, she was treated for burns and a bang on her head. Two years earlier, also in Romania, the same thing had happened, except the man was frying chips. What is it with these saucy Romanians? Or were the women just that hungry that men were forced to cook? All right, all right, don't eat it, I'll make you some chips. Uh, In August 2011, Eduardo Velquez Halhos, A labourer sliced off one of his testicles in a protest about his low play. This is men doing it to themselves. Which is bad enough, but the year before he'd sliced off his penis in protest at not having a job. Which must have worked, so he thought he'd give it another go. His employees must have said, that man's nuts. That man's nuts, give him what he wants. He said, I'm doing this to protest at my terrible situation. Well, he's only got one more protest in him. I wonder what he'll do after that. Maybe to protest the fact that he hasn't got any genitals. Back to Romania. What is it with these people? Don't they have TV out there? Where in March 2011, Ion Saita cut off his penis after trying to remove it from a wheel bearing using a circular saw. The obvious questions are how did it get stuck in their first place and why remove it with a circular saw? Well, it was all a bet to celebrate the birth of his first child. Don't worry, it might not be his last child. Romanian surgeons presumably used to this kind of problem, sewed it back on in a five hour op. Also in Romania, well, where Ilora Kururu, 28, was taken to hospital after during sex with his 18-year-old girlfriend Magdalena, his penis exploded. The doctor who treated them said it's very rare for this to happen. We call it an exploded penis because it happens when the blood cavities in the penis burst. I don't know what the couple were playing at, but there must have been tremendous pressure inside this penis for it all to happen. Of course there was. She was 18. That would put any older man under pressure. Anyway, all these stories have been genuinely gathered from the internet. Whether that makes them true or not, I can only say. Only a trip to Romania is likely to confirm it. What I find interesting, again, is that all these terrible stories of injuries are primarily funny and are only related for their comedic value. What price a man's penis, where the loss and damage of it is just nothing but a joke. Um, so I'll finish uh, the, uh, this part with a with a poem, which is not about another penile injury, actually. Um... I'm running out of poems. The ones that I've been getting from you are not good enough to read out, I'm afraid. I remember this was the problem um, last time. I thought this would be an amazing thing to do. Um, but I only got about five or six good ones, uh, and this is one of the ones that was pretty good. I'm just going to blow my nose, excuse me. <laughs> if only I could uh, somehow edit this to take out these disgusting noises and me talking about touching my own penis during this uh, podcast. Uh, this is called The Tick by John Pigeon. In a tent in a field on sky, a tick cramponed itself to my dick, an insect mountaineer who had no fear of heights, that's clear, this analogy not to scale. I tried to free its grip with the smouldering tip of an untipped galoise, the outcome of which all all was negligible, but my major mistake was to try and break its hold with a sharp tug which left the bug dead but embedded in my tented penis. Back in London I saw my GP, Irish hungover, freckled, grumpy, handshaky. He examined the corpse on my prick, identifying instantly a cattle tick. No second thoughts or surprise, I mean how many had he seen in SW18? Peering through glasses, he made several passes with tweezers inaccurately, leaving the tick intact but shaping raw rings in the surrounding skin. Finally noting my agony with wavering pen, he wrote out a prescription, a rub of cream, oil for the wick, antibiotic, which did the trick. Though I never return to Dr. O'Dwyer or Skye. And uh, yes, well, uh, that's... uh, If you've got a penis poem or a penis question or a penis story, do send it in. Uh, Next week, I'm going to be discussing size, the issue of size, uh, which is obviously a major concern. So if you have any stories relating to that, if this might be a good one for women to get involved with, they've... uh, been surprised either way by different sized penises uh, I'd love, love to talk about the myth of black men having much bigger penises than other races and why that comes about so uh, if you are a black man uh, and you've had to any issues with this stereotype uh, I'd love to hear from you um, uh, but you know do send in general questions general stories uh, I think as time goes by we might this podcast may become a little bit more general i will just read to you uh, at the upcoming gigs in case i haven't done that again i had an abortive attempt at an earlier podcast this so i can't remember which bits have gone in and which haven't but it will never harm to repeat my tour dates this is partly why i'm doing this podcast to publicize the tour if you can possibly get along to the tour that would be fantastic if you can tell a friend about the podcast or the tour that would also be great I'm very happy to do it for free But it's nice if I get paid for something Which is obviously coming to see me live Is a good way to pay me back If you've enjoyed this and my other podcast Um, Anyway coming up Friday the 15th of March I'm at the Cambridge Junction That usually sells out so do book ahead 16th of March I'm at the new Milton Forest Arts Centre Which is practically sold out So again be quick Uh, 17th of March Winchester Theatre Royal One of the first theatres I ever played When we toured the Oxford Review And that was one of the only gigs with the Oxford Review Which was lovely so I have a, I have a nice affection for that particular theatre um, and then next week Thursday the 21st of March I'm in Worcester 22nd of March Wolverhampton where I keep going back and don't really seem to build my audience very much but uh, it's a very nice run venue very, very supportive staff and uh, usually good fun. Uh, 23rd of March I'm at the Salford, the Lowry I think that has sold out but do check with the venue for returns uh, on the 24th of March over to Durham the 25th of March I'm at the Glasgow Comedy Festival which is selling very well and I'm very much looking forward to and I hope that bloke's dad doesn't turn up with his scalpel uh, and on the 26th of March I'm in Edinburgh at the stand which isn't selling all that well surprisingly but maybe everyone in Edinburgh has already seen the show yeah, you know the stand that's one of the best clubs in the country it's a really lovely room to perform stand up in so I'd love to have some people along if you would like to come um, go to richsharing.com to check out the the remaining tour dates in April and May, one in June. Um, there's information about all my other podcasts there, of course, and uh, also the questionnaire, which you're very welcome to fill in. My email address is herring1967 at com. Would love to hear you. Thanks for listening. Um, and uh, sorry, I've been a bit ill and touching my penis during this particular podcast. It was only out of medical reasons, though. So i not turned on by doing a podcast about damaged penises and anyone who says I am is lying if this podcast has made you faint um, please let me know and I will come to your wedding I hope you weren't driving as you fainted I would feel partly responsible Um, there'll be more next week do check out the warming up podcast there's more Leicester Square Theatre podcasts coming in May and uh, yeah there's all sorts of other podcasts and stuff to catch up with go to gofasterstripe.com if you want to pick up the book Talking Cock, which some of today's podcasts came from. All right, thank you. Bye.